You are listening to a podcast from Snakerikinask for Radio Nova. In this episode, Mac is explaining the science behind cancer, how it is made, cells, genes, DNA, and the cost of having cancer. Snakerikinask! My name is Mac, and I'm in the <laughs> studio with the lovely... Oli, oli, oli! Yes, there we go. Oh yeah, my name is Ollie and it's been a day. How are we feeling? How are we feeling in this uh, in the studio today, Mac? It's uh f- it's uh it's hot, but it's not. It's a dry type of temperature mm. in the studio. Uh I'm having very very long days and weeks and months lately. So, um I'm 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 still praying for the moment that it stops. <laughs> it stops. I feel like your days just comes into weeks and it just mushes up into months because I swear this girl, this girl is busy. She's a busy, busy bee. Yeah? Ain't got time to lose. <laughs> He does not got time for no shit, guys, okay? Yeah. All right, today's episode. Do you want to introduce what you're going to talk about today's episode? Okay, okay. All I right. know I know it sounds serious, but I want to talk about <laughs> cancer. Oh, wow. Cancer, no, not astrology. Cancer, the disease. Because... Um, because I, I, I work with children and I have a lot of kids that ask me, what's cancer? And, oh, because we tell them, you know, if you don't put sunscreen, you're going to have cancer. Mm. And it's like, oh my God, is it, what is it? Is it dangerous? Am I going to die? Is it, you know, and they feel yeah. like this is the end of the world. And I was thinking, hmm, that's interesting. They have this vision. At the same time, there's this rise of uh, melanoma cancer in Norway. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, due to the exposure, overexposure to the sun and the sun beds. And, and I'm like, how is it possible that in 2022 there is a surge in uh, skin cancer when people have been briefed for the past 20 years that there are campaigns every year? And we, we talk about it, we have the science, we have the research and all of that, and still. It's going up. So I'm like, okay, so what is cancer exactly? What? So I'm going to tell you about the cells a little oh. bit, about the genes um, and um, mutations and um, how much it costs uh, briefly. And uh, yeah, just something like that. Wait, how much it costs in Norway? How or much it costs, it costs? Yeah, like the cost for the, the society. society. Um, because it's really hard to... Evaluate. I think you would have to be a cancer sufferer and show me your bills oh. for, for me to be able to tell how much you're actually spending on this. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I want to touch up on. Uh, it's, it's quite interesting. I read a lot of stuff and it was really cool, uh, I think. But maybe I'm a nerd. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's what you'll uh, learn a little bit. And it's simple. And what about you? you? All right. What about, what about me? You? I am going to talk about this lovely TikTok trend. We're doing a 180. Um, it's rising and may- most people have not heard of it. I keep on like asking people, have you heard of this? Maybe it's just my side of TikTok, but it's called Quiet Quitting. What is quiet quitting? Why is it rising? Like, why are people talking about it? And my future... Um, Mark my words, I feel like it's going to be a big thing. I think because it's still on the rising. So many people are very new to it. It's a very new term. But so many like psychoanalysts, like psychologists have really gone deeper into this, but it's so new. Mm -hmm. So I feel like future me have to t- have to talk back to my past and uh, call it if I was right it's going to explode right. um so yeah quiet quitting i want to ask you this question first before oh. we continue go on um uh, i already explained to you what quiet quitting is but when i asked you what quiet i want to talk about quiet quitting what went through your mind 
Um, first of all, I thought it was a typo. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you wrote quit quitting. <laughs> so, so like I was thinking, oh, yeah, the young generation, they just don't care. They just quit their job all the time, right? <laughs> um, stereotype. And and then you explain and I was like, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure I, und- I understand. I identify. I uh, Yeah. Because I am, I, I'm someone that doesn't give up. Mm. Um, and, and if I no I don't give up I don't so, she, she ain't quitter uh, no I, I will quit something because it's killing me <laughs> <laughs> you know when I do realize that it's finally killing me I will quit oh that um, is interesting but yeah I'm not but, I'm, yeah I don't put my arms down easily I'm just kind of okay just give it to okay. me and I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna, I'm gonna see and if I see that it's unfair uh-huh. If something is unfair, oh uh-huh. my god, you just awoken the Robin oh. Hood that's in me. Oh, are we are we taking from the rich and giving back to the poor? Are we, are we taking from the rich and putting it in my pocket? <laughs> potato, potato. Yeah. If I'm poor, then I'm putting it in my pocket. Okay, that that's something I've noticed with me. I just get like, whoa, this is this system is unfair. Oh yeah, uh, yeah and yeah, it's not yeah. just me; it's Mm-mm. everybody. I can see it. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, the fuck. Mm-mm. That is not right. Uh-uh. Oh, that is, I'm excited for this debate. Let me I take this cup home. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is my cup now, by the way. <laughs> That's how I roll. And uh, we are opening this uh, show uh, segment with uh, cancer. Cancer. So, like I said in the first part, I want to talk about what is cancer. And because I feel like people seem to be normalizing it and, uh, and, and, if somebody is normalizing something, that means probably they're less stressed about it, right? Or maybe mm-hmm. there's less fear around it. Mm, yeah. Um, so maybe people have gained a better understanding and there's more help available. But can this normalizing also be due to a lack of knowledge and campaigning and uh, raising awareness? That is very true. Exactly. So let's get you right into it. Cancer is a disease in which some of the body cells grow uncontrollably and spread to other parts of the body. Cancer can start almost anywhere in your body, which your body, by the way, is made of trillions of cells. Cancer is caused by certain changes to genes. Uh, so the genes, they are arranged in very long strands. Uh, you've seen the pictures uh, in Jurassic Park, I'm sure, of uh, <laughs> tightly packed uh, DNA. <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> trying to give a reference here. Are people still watching Understood. Jurassic Park? <laughs> I mean, if you don't, as long as they keep making movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's arranged in strands of tightly packed DNA called chromosomes. Cancer is a genetic disease then, which means that it's caused by changes to your genes and your genes that control the way your cells function, especially how they grow and how they divide. This is happening all the time in your body and you don't even know about it. If any of those signals are faulty or missing, the cells might start to grow and multiply too much and form a lump called a tumor. A primary tumor, the the mothership of the tumor, the first one, is where the cancer starts. So some types of cancer, you've heard about it, leukemia for instance, starts from blood cells. They don't form solid tumors. Instead, the cancer cells build up in the blood and sometimes the bone marrow. Some genes get damaged every day and the cells are very good at repairing them. But over time, the damage builds up and once the cell starts growing too fast, they are more likely to pick up further mutations and less likely to be able to repair the damaged genes. So, 
your body is a bit like uh, like an engine and, and it's going mm. wrong, wrong, and you fix it. And, and there's just so many times you can fix it, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if I was to explain a little bit, uh, genes and cell division, each cells have a control center. Imagine a circle in your head. Close your eyes. Imagine a circle in your head. Closing my eyes. So, okay, so that's a cell. In the center of your cell, you have another little circle. This is what we're going to call a, a nucleus. And inside this nucleus, this little circle, there is chromosomes with thousands of genes uh, containing coded DNA. And each of those genes, they have a message for the cell they are living in. So sometimes there is a mutation that occurs because uh, the genes are damaged or they're lost or they've been copied too many times uh, by chance or by accident when a cell divides. Yeah? It takes six different mutations before it turns into a cancer cell. So it's not something that happens, you know, from one day to another. It takes a while. It can take many years to spark. And this is why people, we go and do scans on a regular basis. Maybe it's every, after a certain age, it's every five years or maybe every two years if you've had already uh, a tumor before. So it's very important because I've heard so many stories of people not going to their scans mm -hmm. and then they end up with a big lump and it's not uh, salvageable anymore. So go to your scans. Mutation can happen because of external elements too. So think, chemical exposures. It can be, you know, where you work, where you work with some chemicals. It can be cigarettes, tobacco. Or the mutation can happen because you've been inheriting faulty genes. So we think about breast cancer, for instance. Mm -hmm. If your mother had it, you are at risk, a higher risk, and you have to get checked. So now I hope this explains a little bit uh, why sometimes we feel that it's also unfair that some people who are seemingly healthy get a cancer mm -hmm. and others are smoking three packs of cigarettes a day and they mm. are fine for the Tell rest of their lives. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. So your genes already are telling your body something and you don't even know. Mm -hmm. uh, The highest, uh, the the highest. What, what what am I saying? The cancer, highest <laughs> rate of cancer. Well, highest. What's what's the most common one? Uh, cancer from smoking is the number one. Cancer from obesity is number two. Cancer from alcohol number three. Cancer from UV radiation number four. Cancer from physical inactivity number five, and cancer from poor diet number six. Now, uh, I just want to talk about those, uh, some of those cancer here because I, I'm, I'm always wondering, like, is this urban legend or what? Mm -hmm. So, for instance, you probably read that eating meat increases cancer. Yeah. Maybe you've seen that before? I've seen that somewhere on my feeds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How did you feel about it? Thing is that I was like, this is propaganda. No one is going to tell me what I eat. There's so many, it's like, everything is dangerous. Vegetables are potatoes <laughs> fuck it if you eat too many potatoes you can get cancer if you can, no, no, you can get vegetables. cancer and i'm like what am i supposed to do yeah die do research do so research. why do we say that eating meat increases cancer so first of all we talk here always about processed meat we don't eat uh, we don't talk about raw meat um because processed meat uh, that has been cured for instance uh, has added nitrates or nitrites and uh, smoked meats uh, can lead to formation of potentially 
cancer-causing carcinogenic chemicals such as N-nitroso compounds and polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons. So basically, the meat that you have in your stomach uh, is uh, decomposing and is releasing a chemical. It's broken down in the gut. And these chemicals are formed and have been found to damage the cells that line the bowel, which can lead to bowel cancer. So we're talking about processed meat, and it means that you have to eat it every day. You know, so that's kind of not the best food for you out there in general. But then you, you eat so much of it that it's damaging yourself because we put chemicals in, st- in it. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, we're definitely. not very thinking about this. You know, you do, oh, yeah, it's just salt or it's just, you know, whatever. So, yeah. So think about how much you eat. You can eat some, but don't, don't, don't overdo it. Like everything, you know. Um, then obesity. Why does obesity increase the risk of cancer? Because fat tissue, uh, called adipose tissue, produces excess amount of estrogen. And estrogens, high, level, high levels of uh, which have been associated with increased risk of breast, endometrial, ovarian, and some other cancers. So people with obesity often have increased blood levels of insulin, for instance. Mm. So that's one thing. And then when it comes to Norway, uh, the most common cancers is the skin cancer, non-melanoma, uh, who, which has increased the most since, I think, 1953. Oh, yeah. The largest decline in Norway is the prostate cancer. So that's good news for you guys. <laughs> uh, and, but, yeah, that doesn't mean, that, yeah, that doesn't mean you're not going to your doctor. That means that there is a lot of doctors out there that are checking you up and that you are getting your your prostate checked, mm-hmm. and that's very good. So while it's comforting that age standardized rates remain stable over time, it's, of course, only part of the picture. The number of cancer cases has increased by 20% over the past decade. 20%. So that means 6,000 more patients are diagnosed annually compared to 2011. Mm. That is a growing number. Uh, so you also have to think about the workload that it represents for the hospitals, mm-hmm. the specialists and the general practitioners. And you have to remember but, but that usually, uh, even if we diagnose more cancer and there's more people getting sick, we usually don't have more hospitals. I mean, have you seen new hospitals around this place? No. Have you seen more doctors? No. no. Actually, from my little town, our hospital got taken away from us. Exactly. So it's actually less. Exactly, and that's a huge issue because it's not, they're not taking, uh, not, not the hospitals, but the people giving the money to the hospitals, they're not taking mm. uh, into account the, the rising number. Yeah. So the number of cancer survivors has increased with one third from 2011 to 2021. Uh, but behind this picture is the ability, of course, to diagnose more cancer more precisely uh, at an early stage also. And that we have uh, advanced, uh, major advanced in targeted treatment. We are better at dealing with cancer. So it's 40,000 more patients are alive after a prostate or breast cancer diagnosis now than 10 years ago. And 36,000 more are alive after colorectal cancer, melanoma, lymphoma, uh, hematopoietic cancer. This means that there are more people in a population also that are at a higher risk of getting a second cancer because we diagnose them earlier 
mm-hmm. at earlier stage. And so having experienced cancer treatment once can make it difficult for a second treatment. It makes it actually more complicated. So that doesn't mean you are saved, saved. It could mean that you're probably fragilized by the first All cancer the and the first treatment. Yeah. So... There are always, I looked at all the statistics, and it's always more men than females that are affected by cancer. Except, um, except with the, the skin cancer. I was about to say, if you say breast cancer yeah, right now. No, sorry, <laughs> dude. <laughs> so the skin cancer, the melanoma, non-melanoma are cancers of concerns because they were rare in 1953, and now they are top of the lead in the cancers in men and women. Um, and it's a big increase for the the oldest age group. I think they were the boomers, right? Those in their 70s now. Oh, yeah. Uh, So those are the ones paying the price right now. (laughs) The rising incidence rates of this non-melanoma skin cancer are probably caused by a combination of increased exposure to ultraviolets or sunlight, UV, increased outdoor activities, changing in clothing style, increased longevity. We live longer, so we are Mm. more at risk. Uh, ozone depletions, uh, genetics, and in some cases, immune suppression. Uh, an intensive UV exposure in childhood and adolescence is causative for the development of basal cell carcinoma. Uh, I'm going to talk about this because this is why you have to protect your children, people. So the basal cell uh, carcinoma is uh, one of... Three main types of cells in the top layer of your skin, basal cells, shed as new ones form. So I'm going to call it BCC, basal cell carcinoma. They often occur when your DNA is damaged from exposure to ultraviolet radiation, UV, from the sun or indoor tanning. Uh, So it triggers changes in the basal cells in the outermost layer of your skin, the epidermis, resulting in uncontrolled growth. It can look like an open sore, a red patch, a pink growth, a shiny bumps, a scar, uh, or a growth with slightly elevated rolled edge or a central indentation. So check your skin, people. You can do that every year at the apothec. Check your moles. Check your any red marks you might have that are itchy, that are abnormal, that are painful. Don't hesitate. Go to your doctor. They can remove. They can check it. Um, it's it's easy, really. Mm-hmm. If I take America, for instance, in the USA, an estimated 3.6 million Americans are diagnosed with BCC each year. Uh, One out of every three new cancers are skin cancers. And the vast majority are BCC, basal cell carcinoma. The diagnosis and treatment of non-melanoma skin cancer, including the BCC, increased up to 77% between 1994 and 2014. That That is huge. Uh, so it's on the rise also in Norway due to intense exposure and the rare sunny months that we have here. Uh, and the change in UV radiations due to the latitude, people. You don't think about this, but we are not on the same spot as other people on the globe. And the sun rays don't have the same strength. Uh, they're more lethal. The lack of awareness of the dangers of the sun and the lack of adequate protection, people. Sunscreen, glasses and hat. And when we talk about sunscreen... Uh, so um, it's not just a, a little dash of it. Mm-mm. You should, you should soak yourself in it. You need to, you need to get, you need to go to like YouTube or TikTok and like Google. You know, um, when people are putting sunscreen under yeah. like the UV light, yeah, yeah. 
You need to watch that to see how much you actually need. Because little, a little duopole. I think it's like a shot glass for like yeah. your face or something. Yeah, absolutely. It is ridiculous amount, but there's a reason yeah. for it. So if you want to be protected, put a lot of that. Uh, and sunbeds. Sunbeds are regulated. We heard about it in Norway. They made some restrictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you go on the website and, and they tell you everything that you need to know. No under 18 years old. Uh the, your age should be checked when you go to a tanning studio, but I'm sure you can. You can probably. There's a lot yeah. of things that you can. Mm, yeah. Mm. Um, use on sunbed increase the risk of getting skin cancer. The risk is highest if you start at a young age, uh, and use sunbed frequently. There is no safe limit for exposure to UV radiations from sunbed. Use of sunbed is not suitable as a source of vitamin D, people. Uh, and using a sunbed just before a sun holiday is not smart. It increases actually the risk of skin injury. So everything is advertised, but still I see a lot of very young people going to the sunbeds and I don't really get the... I mean, yeah, if you want to look tanned all year round, maybe, uh, but that is not good for you. Is not. So if you have fair skin, if you have a history of cancer in your family, do not do the sunbeds. Okay, this is not, this is not good. Uh, and so since the cancer is on the rise, why is there no more clear and updated campaigns out there? What do you think? I feel like ignorance is bliss at this moment in time. You know, like when um, when you get too much information, there's so much shoved in your face. Yeah, you kind of get immune for it. Because there was a time where every time I was online, every time I saw a newspaper, mm. it was cancer, skin cancer, yeah. raised. It was much. Yeah, it was a lot of that. And then I feel like people kind of just blocked it out. Yeah. But do you think also the authority thought maybe we campaigned enough? So let's take a Definitely. There's a lot of uh, authorities out there being like, you know what, there's other things that are more, in body quotes, important. Yeah. And we've just rolled away from that. I think it's just uh, it's such a shame because I, I see uh, I, I read about a lot of story young people getting cancer and dying from it and and I see kids that I work with without hats without glasses without sunscreen refusing to put sunscreen uh, when we tell them to put it on because we have it with us and mm. we, it's our duty to make sure they're fine but you know I guess their parents are also not doing their job at telling their kids you know you should accept sunscreen at school yeah. or they should go to school with sunscreen on which is already our recommendation um, so it's very important to explain all that and then I finally close this I know it's a long segment <laughs> but I finally close this about uh, how much it costs and it costs uh, a lot of money for society uh, Oslo Economics estimated that uh, 40 um, milliard, milliard, so milliard. that's, yeah, so are it, is it 40 uh, bi- uh, milliard, million, milliard, billion, billions, 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 yeah. billions, <laughs> billions, anyone is uh, 40, 40, 40 billion yeah. uh, kroner every year. For the society, ah. 17.5 billions are going to the health and care service. So all the people that, you know, come to your house and make sure you're fine. And then there is a lot of money that is uh, lost out of it because mm, a lot of people die. So mm. it's care that's given to people who are dying, dying. basically. And 
uh, I go on those, those websites and because I heard stories of people struggling to pay for their cancer treatment in Norway and I'm like, what? what? How? Yeah, I, I've seen people raising money for cancer <sighs> treatment and I'm like, how is it possible? And I go on those websites and it says that uh, part of the cost is covered and that you get help and all that and if you have like a free court and all that. Uh, but then I looked in every single thing that you could help get help with. You have to think when you go to treatment, you are not allowed to drive. You have to take uh, transportation. Someone has yeah. to drive you. Or you have to take a taxi, and some of thing, some of it is covered only after a certain amount, of, a certain distance. So you have to read everything. Uh, to buy a wig, you get money every year that mm -hmm. will cover the cost of one wig. It's extremely expensive. Mm -hmm. So imagine like the stress you're living in, and you can have one wig every year. Um, and um, dentist, because your teeth gets ruined by treatment. Same. So there's certain certain costs that are covered, certain that are not covered. Uh, medicine, equipment, you have to buy medicine, I think, every three months. It's very expensive. Mm -hmm. And then um, all the tests you have to do, some, most of it is covered. Uh, but if you have a cancer that's um, long-term treatment, it's not well covered, which makes no sense at all. Uh, tides, bandages, uh, any any kind of help. And then there's NAV coming in the picture saying, mm -hmm. because you can't work, because you're sick, because you have to have treatment, sick meld and all that. Yeah, it's so stressful. And it's a whole page of different links for you to apply. So it's nothing... In so like one link and one segment and then you get all the help you need. No, you have to apply to like 10 different arena to get support. As if life is not stressful from before. Exactly. So I think it's pretty unfair for our cancer sufferers. And I oh, hope, wow. yeah, people are aware of this and that things could be done in a better way. And, mm -hmm. and, and protect yourself, people. Really protect yourself as much as you can, you know. Have, yeah. a, have a healthy diet. Get mm -hmm. moving. Get on your feet. Don't overdo the sun. Uh, don't overdo the drugs and alcohol and, you know, the cigarettes. <laughs> Everything and, with motivate, and, motivation. You know, if you can do something, do it. And obviously there's genetic in this case. And yeah. there is nothing you can do against genetic. But get your scans as early as possible. Mm -hmm. Get your checks and get the support. <sighs> That's it for my cancer talk. That was enlightening. There were a lot of things where I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that. And then there's just some things where I was like... I did not know 10 different sides to be like, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need. Yeah, it's insane. That is a lot. That is a lot for anyone going through cancer. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah. I'm very sorry. My heart goes to anyone listening that is suffering from this. Wow. It's a, it's, it's a heavy treatment. It's not mm -hmm. yeah, simple. So I hope this has uh, taught people something. I, I really, really hope so. 